Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Isn't it a great day to be in the house of the Lord? Let us stand to our feet in the presence of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13 and 8 says that love never fails. And I just want to encourage you today to let the love of God transform your life. God's love never fails. His love never runs out. His love is chasing after you today. So enter in and let the love of God manifest himself and minister to you today. His love is greater than any other love. Come on, somebody. Yes. If you agree, Cathedral of Faith, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Put your hands together with us.
into this campus, watches it online. God, I pray that they would encounter 
the supernatural love of God today. Well, many of us know what it's like to feel like you're unlovable or you've worked or earned your way out of love. And I pray that today they would feel this acceptance like none other. I pray that, Lord, as we gather around your presence today, as we honor it with singing, as we honor it with the word of God, as we honor it with our, simply our presence being here, I pray that everyone would encounter the love of God today in an overwhelming fashion. We love you, Father. We surround your presence with singing, with rejoicing, with gratitude, with thanksgiving in our heart. And we honor your presence. We honor your house. We honor this gospel good news message. And in the mighty name of Jesus, all of God's people shouted today, amen. Could we just respond one more time to the love of God? Yeah. Somebody just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord.
morning, can we thank the Father for his amazing love? Let's prepare to take communion right now, and this will help us to recognize and to remember how great is the love of God for us. We should never forget it. The scripture says this in 1 Corinthians, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Well, what we understand from this scripture is this word remembrance. Not my remembrance of you, but your remembrance of me. And scripture puts it there twice. The Lord Jesus says, do it in remembrance of me. Remember me. Remember how much I love you. Remember that I died on the cross for your sins. And remember that I rose from the dead for you. Let us partake of the bread. Thank you, Lord. Let us drink of the cup. <clears throat> and I would ask that you look at the large screens and read this with me out loud. Go. I fight the good fight of faith. I have love, power, and a sound mind. I forget the past, and I don't let my past condemn me. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, for I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I may be going through trouble, but I am not crushed. I may be struck down, but I am never struck out or destroyed. I have obeyed God with all my finances. Therefore, my God will supply all my needs. I do not worry because Jesus has set me free from anxiety and worry. I forgive and do not carry a grudge for people who have hurt me. Therefore, I am forever set free in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say amen. Therefore, I am forever set free. I am free from guilt, free from pain and heartache, free from worry and fear, free to go forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. You may be seated, and let's welcome Dr. Wayne. turn it on. Good morning, Cathedral family. Welcome to Cathedral at the Movies. This month, we're walking through a special series in which we allow God speak truth to us from movies that are out on the scene. You're like, well, why are we doing something like that? Let me tell you why. When Jesus walked the earth, here's what he did. He pointed out things that were in people's everyday life, salt and light, dogs and swine, yeast and 
tax collectors, things that were all around in their everyday life. Jesus used those to teach important truths. And what we're going to be doing is letting God speak to us important truths from the Holy Scriptures by looking at things that are taking place in our culture, things that are taking place in the movies, and letting God speak to us. We hope you'll invite friends and family out to be part of this great experience. In fact, today, you're here for the grand opening, the debut of our cathedral experience in the chapel. And so I encourage you following service, some of these guys have already seen it, take your ticket, head out to the chapel over here to my left, your right, you want to come through and experience the chapel and see what God has in store for us here at Cathedral. So we, we hope you'll all stop by and visit us for that great experience. If you're new with us, you haven't been coming very long or you've recently come to Christ, I encourage you to reach in front of you and pull out the Connect card. It's a place for us to connect with you here at Cathedral. We'd love to get to know you. You can do the QR code on there or fill it out and drop it off at our guest center. It's a way for us to help you know how to connect here at Cathedral, how to grow here at Cathedral, and how to serve here at Cathedral. Well, speaking of amazing, last Sunday was my privilege to baptize 25 children from our Cathedral of Faith family. These are young men and women starting out early in life who are now able to grow up knowing the love of Christ, having committed themselves to Jesus. We're so grateful for our Cathedral of Faith Children's and Youth Ministries. We look forward to the great hope and future that we have because of the faithfulness of those workers to lead these young people to know Jesus personally and intimately and become disciples of Jesus. Well, speaking of baptism... One of the highlights of my life was when I was able to be baptized and to baptize others in the Jordan River. And coming up in March of 2025, Pastor Kurt and I will be leading a team to the Holy Land to experience what Jesus loved, to walk where Jesus walked. If you're interested in this, there are brochures at the guest center following service. We would love to have you join us for this life-changing experience. It's so powerful, and we know that you'll greatly enjoy it. Well, speaking of things coming up for you to enjoy and to learn and grow through, coming up in just a few weeks is our Ignite Marriage Conference. I'm going to invite Carl and Leslie Gardino to come join me here on the platform. This couple is the, are the founders of this event. They had the vision. They had the heart. And now we're able to have this for another opportunity for you to be blessed and touched. So tell us, why should people go to this conference? Well, Ignite Silicon Valley Marriage Conference is going to be amazing this year. And why should you go? If you think about it, we invest in a lot of different things in our lives. We invest our time, our money. Sometimes we volunteer. We invest in our kids. Sometimes we invest in sports teams. This is a chance for you to invest in your marriage, to invest in that criti critical relationship with your spouse that you will be blessed with, invest with return on investment for years to come. So we hope that you'll spend a couple days with us for the conference. That sounds great. So tell us who we can expect to see at this conference. On Friday evening, September 22nd, Saturday morning, September 23rd, we are going to have folks who are going to bless us with tips on how to better communicate, on how to handle that thorny area of our marriages around finances and the friction that that can cause, and also musical guests as well. So uh, we are going to have Chris Brown, who is a pastor, author, and finance expert, George and Tandra Gregory, who are the marriage 
a team at Saddleback Church in Orange County and for the LA Chargers, uh, Christian and Adrian Dentley with Take Six. And we'll also have a favorite returning from last year, Gary Chapman, who is the author of The Five Love Languages. He's amazing and incredibly inspiring speaker. And also because, you know what, as couples, sometimes it's good to take some time out and laugh. We're gonna have a comedian, Andrew Stanley, come and entertain us with that. And we'll also have our very own um, Pastor Vaughn and Irene leading worship. Man, it's gonna be an amazing time that you don't wanna miss. If there's something that's important to you, you invest in it, and I hope that you see your marriage or your potential marriage, for those of you who are dreaming for that one day, as this is something important to invest in. I know this past week, Diane and I celebrated 44 years, and the reason we have such a great marriage is because of moments like this. Throughout the years, we've gone through conferences, we've read books, we've asked God to help us to grow, and I encourage you to let this be a great opportunity for you. So tell us how people can sign up for this. Well, first of all, isn't it great that Pastor Wayne today dressed like he's on top of a wedding cake? It is so easy to sign up. You can go to Cathedral of Faith online under Ignite. You can go out into the foyer or out on the amphitheater after service and register as well. And on Saturday morning, if you have little ones like we do, there's also going to be a kids ministry going on where you can check them in as you check out time just with each other. And the highlight of the speakers we forgot to mention, our very own Pastor Ken Foreman. Yeah. Well, thank you, Carla and Leslie. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for the vision. And thanks in advance for this being an amazing time. We believe this will be one of those great moments in your life and your marriage. Amen? Let's give God thanks and praise. How many of you would say, God has blessed me? How many would say, God has really blessed me? How many say, God has really, really blessed me? Well, you might be wondering, Pastor Wayne, why are you saying that? Well, let me tell you why. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, we read this passage. It says, each of us should give as we're able and bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord our God has blessed us. So if he has really, really blessed us, that means, God, we're really, really ready to give gifts to you so that your work can continue. And you can do that through a variety of ways. Our ushers have envelopes. You can write out a check and put it in there, leave it after service. You can go online to our, and give. You can go to our app. You can text. Those of you watching online, it's great to have you out there. You can write out a check and mail it or drop it by the church office. If you've been really blessed, then it's your chance to really demonstrate that you've really been blessed by really being generous to to give to the work that God has for us. Amen? Amen? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Madame and Monsieur, meine Herren and Damen, willkommen, bienvenue, welcome to Cathedral at the Movies! <laughs> I'm proud to have my granddaughter joining us in church today for the very first time. What is love? One, eros, passionate desire. Philia, friendship. Me, Timothy, one, two, three. Team. 
and three, agape, the highest form of love. I feel like I've just been losing my mind, bro. Like, one minute everything was good, and then... You must know that it's unbiblical to live as though you're married when you're not. Help me understand why you're doing this. And if your right hand makes you stumble and leads you to sin, cut it off. Be it a habit. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. They're using God to separate us and manipulate our happy lives. He is stable, but not out of the woods yet. Hello, Cathedral family. God is good. And all the time. And popcorn isn't bad either. Who would like some popcorn? If we're going to go to the movies, Jay, go ahead and take that popcorn. I saw the most interesting man in the world. He was once saying this about popcorn. He said, I don't always buy popcorn at the movies, but when I do, I finish it during the previews. Don't you hate when that happens? It's so good to have you here, whether you're on site, in the building, out in the parking lot, out in the amphitheater, or those who are watching online. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Cathedral at the Movies. It, movies are so much part of the language of our culture. And so uh, usually in the summer during the month of August, we will look at some of the films that have come out that year, some of the themes that you find in those films, and most importantly, what the Bible has to say about those themes. And today we start with a faith-based film. You just saw the trailer. It's a movie called Senior Year. And let me ask you a question. Did any of those places look familiar to you? Yeah, they should have, because last year in the summer, they used Cathedral as one of the filming locations. And so it was our privilege to be a part of that. And before I jump into the message, we have with us uh, the producers of the film, Jude Johnson and his brother Joseph, who's a member of Cathedral of Faith. Would you give them a great big welcome as they come? Yeah. Hey, thanks. Oh, congratulations. You finished the film. It's going to be out in the month of September. Again, congratulations. We're Thank so you. happy for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for creating, you know, faith-filled content. Um, let me ask you, Jude, uh, maybe a question that kind of backs things up a bit. How in the world did you end up making films? Let me start off by thanking you for allowing us to um, come here and share about the film and also for allowing us to shoot part of the film here. I believe everybody has a gift, has a calling, has a purpose from God. My calling, my purpose is filmmaking. I see filmmaking as my pulpit to preach the message of the kingdom of God. So that's how I got into it, just using it as a way to preach the gospel. Thank you for having that, that sense of calling and, and following after God in that. It's such a courageous step you took. Um, let me ask you, Joseph, what's the, what's the theme of the film Senior Year? Well, it's all about love, love, family, and faith. Love never fails. That's all the movie's all about. Love never fails. 
We believe that fear will inspire all Christians, not just Christians and non-Christians alike. Well, it's such a needed message in our culture, what the, the transforming power of love. And I think that brings us to what are the things you hope? The movie comes out in September. They can find out more about it on your website. Senior year, love never fails. Senior year, love never fails. And what, as people go and experience the film, as, as a filmmaker, what, what's your hope that they'll take away from it? If you look at the subtext of our film, senior year, you will see love never fails. That's a direct quote from 1 Corinthians uh, 13, verse 8, love never fails. I want people to come away with the love of God. When you look at the main character, you can see the expression of that verse, that love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't boast, love covers all things, love is not proud. So I want people to come away seeing the love of God and to express that love of God when you go about at your workplace, at a coffee shop, wherever you are, express the love of God because we are the image and careers of God's love. And that's what I want people to take away from that. That's great, Jude. I said, Jude, I don't need to preach. You just did. That's an awesome message. Um, Again, thank you so much for being here. After service, you'll be available in the lobby, uh, out by the red carpet. And so take a, a, a time to go and say hello uh, to Jude and Joseph. Again, congratulations on thank your you. film. Would thank you let you so them much. know again how much thank we you appreciate them. Thank you. Thank you. Way to go. Thank you. Oh, love never fails. Say that with me. Love never fails. Would you stand with me, please, for the reading of the scripture? 1 Corinthians 13, love never fails. It's the theme of the movie, and it's the theme of the Bible, the most famous passage, 1 Corinthians 13. Jude made reference to it. It reads this way. Can we read this together? Let's fill this place with the word of God. Love can outlast anything. It is, in fact, the one thing that still stands when all else has fallen. In this life, we have three great lasting qualities, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of them is love. Love never fails. Let's give God praise for his word, amen. Thank you, Father. Father, I'm so grateful for this moment in time. Thank you for all of these wonderful folks who are part of the Cathedral family. Uh, guests and friends that are with us today, uh, how they're locked in on you. You deserve all of our praise and adoration and thanksgiving. And Father, I pray in these next few moments that the Holy Spirit would take your word and apply it to each of our lives so that we'll be changed. This week will be different. This afternoon will be different because we've met you in this moment. That's our heart. That's our desire. Start with me. All God's people said, amen. amen. Let's give God praise one more time. Amen. <laughs> love never fails. Say it again. Love never fails. So before you're seated, since that's the theme, give somebody a big loving handshake or a big loving hug. Love never fails. That is the idea for the day. The big idea 
But here is the question I would like you to think about. What exactly is the love that never fails? Some kids were once asked the questions about love. What is love? And here were some of the answers. A little boy said, love is when my mommy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure the taste is okay. (laughs) And then one little girl wrote, she said, when you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. (laughs) I like that, that's cute. Here's one, a little girl said, love is when your puppy licks your face even after you left him alone all day. And all the dog owners in the house said, oh. And then finally, there's this one. This is my favorite. I let my big sister pick on me because my mom says she only picks on me because she loves me. So I pick on my baby sister because I love her too. (laughs) You got to appreciate the logic. What exactly is the love that never fails? C.S. Lewis wrote a book quite a while ago called The Four Loves, and it's a great little book. And in the book, he takes the four words that were used in the first century in the Greek language that describe love, and he explores them. And the four words, you actually saw three of them in the movie. The first one is eros, has to do with romantic passion. The second one is storge. This had to do with family affection. The third one is philia. This had to do with the bond of friendship. But the writers, the New Testament writers, they looked at these words and they thought, you know what? The love of God that we've experienced, it needs a different concept because it goes above and beyond those three words. And so here's what they did. They found another word for love that was rarely used anywhere. It was the word agape. And they co-opted it. And they filled it with all kinds of meaning to describe the divine kind of love, the higher kind of love, the agape love. So when you read 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, and you read something like, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from where? God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is what? Agape love is the higher kind of love, the divine kind of love that we experience in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what is that divine kind of love like? What is its nature? What is its character? Well, I want to give you three ideas to consider. The first one is this, that the divine kind of love is more than a feeling you have. It's a decision that you make. It's a decision that you make. Now the feeling side of love is where, uh, well, a lot of the messages in our culture have to do with the feeling side of love. For example, Taylor Swift, in her song, Fairy Tales, she talks about love this way. Can you feel this magic in the air? It must have been the way you kissed me. Fell in love when I saw you standing there. It's the feeling side of love she's singing about. 
This is what our songs tend to be about, what our books tend to be about, what our movies tend to be about, the feeling side of love. I, love is a feeling that you're gonna feel when you feel like you're gonna get a feeling that you never felt before. And there is a feeling side to love. I like the feeling side of love. I like the feeling side of love a whole lot better than I like the feeling side of hate. And so, I mean, I like this one sign I saw. It said, forget the butterflies. I feel the whole zoo when I'm with you. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong per se with this feeling side of love. But the divine kind of love, it's more than a feeling you have. It's a decision that you make. There was a, a renowned psychiatrist by the name of Scott Peck. And in his book, The Road Less Travel, a best-selling book years ago it came out he defined this love this way he said the person who truly loves does so because of a decision to love this person has made a commitment to be loving whether or not the loving feeling is present look at the way that Jesus himself describes love in John 13 34 he said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. A new commandment, say that with me, a new commandment. A new commandment? Have you noticed that it's hard to command an emotion? If you don't think so, let me give you an experiment. When you go home, here's something you can try. It's in the interest of science. So you can sit on the couch and you can command yourself to feel more love. See what happens. You may feel nothing. You may feel something. You may feel a little acid reflux right here. <laughs> because it's hard to command a feeling. On the other hand, go home and command yourself. Command yourself to write your wife an encouraging note or to help out your struggling mother-in-law with her computer or command yourself to give money to a neighbor who just lost his job. You can command yourself to do that, to behave in a loving way, to think in a loving way, and to speak in a loving way. And so when Jesus commands us to love, we see that it's more than a feeling that we have, it's a decision that we make. Wherever our feelings are, because feelings can be all over the map. Sometimes the feelings of love in your life are very strong, but other times you don't feel a whole lot of love. When the baby needs a diaper change at three in the morning, hello! You don't feel a whole lot of love at that moment. Or when the spouse comes home late to a fancy dinner you prepared, you don't feel a lot of love. Or when your coworker stabs you in the back with your boss, don't feel a whole lot of love then. Or when your neighbor, I saw this one man who was talking about his neighbor, talking to his neighbor, he said, I pray for you because I don't know how to do an exorcism. All of us have a neighbor like that. Jesus said, love your enemies and love your neighbor because they're often one and the same. So all of us have a neighbor. We may not feel that much love. 
But see, love is more than a feeling you have. It's a decision that you make. You can still decide to behave and think and speak in loving ways and you discover the great secret that when you decide to love and you follow through on that decision, it often leads to an increase of feelings of love in your life. This is one of the ways when you're able to decide to love those who are like you, those who are not like you, those who dislike you. That's one of the ways Jesus' commandment was new, a new commandment. See, when you love someone who's like you, that's ordinary. When you love someone who's not like you, that's extraordinary. When you love somebody who dislikes you, that's revolutionary. Let me put it this way. How many Giants fans do we have in the house? Let me see. Any Giants? Yeah, okay. For a Giant fan to love another Giant fan, that's ordinary. How many A's fans do we have in the house? Let me see. We still have A's fans in the Bay Area. Amen. So for a Giant fan to love an A's fan, that's extraordinary. How many Dodger fans do we have in the house? For a Giant fan to love a Dodger fan, that's revolutionary. The kind of love that Jesus came to bring was absolutely revolutionary. The capacity to love those who are like us, who are not like us, and who dislike us. So let me ask you a question. When you receive that kind of love from God, who is the one person in your life right now, today, this afternoon, you could make a decision to love? See, love never fails, but the kind of love that never fails, the divine kind of love, it's more than conditional. It is unconditional. Now, there's a passage in Romans 5 it says this about the kind of love we received from God. And we can see that it was while we were powerless to help ourselves that Christ died for sinful man. Can we give him praise, amen, for who he is and what he's done for us? It goes on. In human experience, it's a rare thing for one man to give his life for another, even if the latter be a good man, though there have been a few who have had the courage to do it. Yet the proof of God's amazing love is this. It was while we were yet sinners that Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, let's give him praise, amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your amazing love. Thank you. Now I wanna give a word of advice to all the husbands that are in the room and if you forget everything else I say, listen in on this because it can save you a lot of grief later in the day. If you and your wife are on the couch at home after church and she asks you, why do you love me? Be very careful how you answer that. Because as soon as you say, I love you because, you're setting up conditions. I love you because you're a good cook or I love you because of your sense of humor, or I love you because of your beautiful eyes. I heard about this one man. He fell head over heels for this beautiful woman. She had beautiful eyes, beautiful hair, a beautiful smile, and a beautiful singing voice. 
And so he proposed, they got married, and on their wedding night, they are in the hotel getting ready for bed, and he looks over, and his wife takes off her hair. It was a wig. She was bald underneath. There goes the beautiful hair. And then she reaches up, and she pulls out a glass eye and sets it on the counter. And there goes her beautiful eyes. And then she reaches in and she pulls out her false teeth. And that beautiful smile disappears. And so now this guy doesn't know what to do and he says, sing, baby, sing. Throw me a bone, give me something. See, as soon as we say, I love you because, we've set up conditions. I love you as long as. Really, when you say I love you because, you're saying I love you as long as. As long as you measure up. As long as you meet my standard. And we're used to experiencing love like that uh, culture every day. We, you know, I mean, think about it. How much of the love that you experience is, it's conditional. I mean, your bank loves you as long as you make those payments. You know, and your boss loves you as long as you meet your marketing quota. And your uh, coach loves you as long as you're scoring those touchdowns. And your parents love you as long as you make them proud, even there. So often the love that we experience in our world is conditional. And then we run into a love. The love of God that says, I love you. Just because. Even when we didn't measure up, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we didn't measure up, when we couldn't measure up, God loves us unconditionally. Sometimes we have a hard time receiving his love in that way. But if we'll let his unconditional love take hold of our hearts, it's that kind of unconditional love that's transforming. Love is not only revolutionary, love is transformational. You know the story of Beauty and the Beast. This is how it goes. You have a prince who is cursed. It turns him into a beast. And the only way for the spell to be broken is for someone to truly love him. And Belle, the beauty, shows up. And she truly loves the beast. And that love has transformational power and turns him back into the prince. And think about what God has done for us. Even when I was a beast, when I couldn't measure up, God somehow loved me. And that love transformed my life and turned me back into the human being that I was meant to be. Hallelujah. It's unconditional love that's transformational. It really is. Amen. And, and some of you, when you experience that love and then you, you start to love the people in your world in that way. I felt such a nudge coming into this week and that there were parents here, parents here. And right now, the truth, to be, uh, the truth be told, your kids are not at their very best. They're not. And you're not sure what to do. You're about to pull out your hair. 
And I felt nudged by the Holy Spirit to, to share with you. Life is complicated. Life gets messy. And it's hard to know what to do in different seasons of life. But one thing I know is this. The unconditional love of God is one of the keys to breakthrough because only the love of God can transform a person from a beast back into a prince. From a beast back into a prince. Dr. Martin Luther King said, love is the only force. It's the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. So let me ask you a question. The love that we've received, how can we give that love this day to someone in our world to love them unconditionally? What would that look like for you? Love never fails. Say that with me. Love never fails. And this brings us to the last thing I want you to think about. That the divine kind of love, it's more than about me. It's about you. Now I found this one dog who's trying to wake up their owner and watch the screens and see if any of the other dog owners can identify with this. What? What? That dog knew it was time to go to church. Time to get up, go to Cathedral of Faith. They're dog friendly there. <laughs> now, we have a dog. We have a big dog. The dog we have is an Irish wolfhound. He weighs 200 pounds. And if you come visit our house, you can verify this with my friends. When you come in, you better show that dog some love. Because if you don't show him some love, what he's going to do is going to pin you in the corner. He's going to lean on you with that 200 pounds until you give in and you show him some love. <laughs> My dog is needy. He needs love. He wants love. And maybe all of us are a little like that. We all need love. We want love. We've been created to be loved. But the divine kind of love doesn't focus on what I need, it focuses on what you need. It doesn't focus on what I can get from you, it focuses on what I can give to you. It's not about meeting my needs, it's about meeting your needs. This is the way God has loved us. We had a need. I was separated from God because of my sin. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave, he gave, he gave. It was self-giving love, self-sacrificial love that met me at my point of need. And this divine kind of love, it's not about what I can get from you, it's about what can I do for you? St. Thomas Aquinas said, to love is to will the good of the other, to focus on the other. How can I bless the other? With no strings attached. You know, I've got something here. I have two passes. In fact, I need somebody to help me out. Would you, um, 
Anna, would you come up here and help me out? I'm sorry. How about a big hand for Anna? Anna's an amazing lady. And so Anna and her husband, Adam, they're very dear friends. And uh, I have, you guys need a date. And so I'm going to give you these. These are two passes to the movie. I love you guys. And I want to give you, as an expression of my love, these movie passes. Go ahead. Wait a second. There's a string attached to that. Uh-oh, because we know how this works. I do you a favor, you do me a favor, right? You know, I, I scratch your back, you scratch my back, quid pro quo. And so there's a string attached. If you take these tickets, here's what's going to happen. You have to volunteer in the chapel immersive experience right after church so you can have these tickets, but there's a string attached. We know this is the way the world works. And then the divine kind of love comes along and this self-giving love, self-sacrificial love says, I love you, no strings attached. That's the kind of love God's had for us. Thank you, Anna, for helping me out. Give Anna a great big hand. Thank you, Anna. Enjoy the movie. Here is what love is, the Bible says. It says, it's not that we love God, it's that he loved us and sent his son to give his life to pay for our sins. And once we've experienced this love, dear friends, he goes on to say, since God loved us this much, we should also love one another. And that's really my heart for Cathedral of Faith. I don't want to be known as a big church in town. I don't want to be known as a church that has those amazing facilities. I don't even want to be known as, well, the church where they have that, uh, that hip and trendy worship leader, or they have that smart and brilliant prayer warrior, or they have that handsome preacher. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a dream, amen. I don't want to be known for that. I want to be known as a place where the love is lived out here in our church and here in the community. And that's what happened recently at our Gilroy Spanish campuses. We have three Spanish campuses going on four. And recently our Gilroy Spanish campus, they went into the neighborhood and they blessed and they served and they gave no strings attached hot dogs and tamales and bikes and games. No strings attached. We're just here to serve. And yet, that self-sacrificial, self-giving love is so compelling that several people that day gave their hearts to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, amen? That's the compelling nature of self-giving love. So again, bring it home, ask a question. Who is the person today in your world, your orbit, that you could express self-giving love to them? See, it's that kind of love that never fails. Love never fails. Say that with me. Love never fails. I invite you to stand with me. I want to pray with you because when you look at the way God's loved us and you think, man, I, there's no way I could do that on my own. 
Thanks be to God, we're not on our own. You cannot give what you haven't received. And God gives us the person of the Holy Spirit so that that love can wash over our heads and our hearts. In fact, Romans chapter five, verse five, I invite you to read this out loud with me, everyone. We know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And so I invite you in this next moment to open up your heart and to receive the love of God, the unconditional, self-giving love of God. Let it wash over your heart because the closer you get to the source of love, the more you'll experience the force of love happening in and through your life. And that's the kind of love that never fails. Let's bow our heads together. Father, thank you so much again for the way that you've loved us. And God, we respond to that love by receiving it. We receive it. Fill our hearts with that love. Lord, we can't love like that on our own. We can't even get close. But God, when we receive your love from us, we can take that love into our world wherever that is at. And that love can be transformational. It can be revolutionary. It can be compelling. So help us to live out that love this week. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory, all God's people said amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love never fails. Say that with me. Love never fails. Pastor Vaughn is coming to lead us in a song celebrating the love of God for us. So before Pastor Vaughn sings, I want you to express that love through a handshake or a hug to somebody one more time. Love never fails. Yeah. Come on, put your hands together with us. As far as the east is far.
love never fails. Say it one more time. Love never fails. Pastor Vaughn actually wrote that song that you just heard. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, Pastor Vaughn. Thank you. They've got great music out in the back. And then um, just a couple things before I dismiss you. If you need prayer, our team will be down here to pray with you and for you right after service. So we, we, you matter to God, you matter to us. So um, if you need prayer, and then there's all kinds of things happening after service. I encourage you, if you don't have to, leave right away. If you wanna sign up for the couples conference, Carl and Leslie are out in the amphitheater. Uh, Jude and Joseph are out at the red carpet out in front, you can get a picture with them or the chapel and or the immersive experience in the chapel, you gotta check it out. And uh, I hope that it just takes a couple minutes right over to my left. So sometime during this month, make sure you check it out. I want you to know something, Cathedral family, God loves you. And not only does God love you, your pastor loves you too. I love you, I love you, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well just get used to it. I love our cathedral family. I really do. Man, I love you. Let me speak God's blessing over you. And I've got a t-shirt that has all of those lyrics about the love of God. How about if you take that there, sweetheart? All right. Rita, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, every day this week, May you know how much you've been loved by God. And let that love wash over your heart and your home. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. All God's people said, amen. God bless you as you go, Cathedral.